Well, today's question for the pastor is one of a very practical nature. And after the announcements, I'm going to share with you the question and my response. This is your Midweek Connection. It's Wednesday, November the 1st, 2023. are this week's announcements. Number one, Operation Christmas Child is in full swing and the deadline to bring your shoebox in is Sunday, November the 12th. Our goal is 500 shoeboxes and we still have 200 left to be picked up. So if you haven't gotten your shoebox yet, uh, this Sunday will be the time to do it. And if you have questions about it, you can connect with Miss Tracy, Miss Laura, Miss Jessica, or Mary Tesser this Sunday in the Mission Cafe at the uh, shoebox table. Number two, I don't want you to forget that the time change is coming up this weekend. We fall backward on Saturday night, meaning that you get an extra hour of sleep. And I'm thinking this, that with that extra hour of sleep, you should be wide awake, well-rested for our worship gathering on Sunday. And I sure hope to see you there. Number three is Diamond Painting Craft Christmas Edition. It's coming up Tuesday, November the 10th at 7 p.m. The deadline for registration is Friday, November the 10th. For more information and a registration link, you can go to this Friday's email blast to the block that advertises this particular program and you'll find all of that there. Finally, number four, the marriage of your dreams. I think all of us would like that, wouldn't we? Well, um, the class for that is coming up on Sunday, November the 19th. Uh, this is going to be a four-week class meeting on Sunday mornings from 830 to 9.30 a.m. and they'll meet in the community room. The deadline to register for the class is November the 5th and you can look for details in this Friday's e-blast as well as a link to register. Well, that about does it for uh, the announcements for the week. Let's turn our attention now to questions for the pastor. Well, today's question for the pastor comes from a member who asks, should Christians refrain from using birth control? <laughs> well, now that's a very practical question, and I'm going to strive to give a very biblical answer or response. Now, the question deals with the issue of human reproduction, a fundamental issue that God speaks to at the very beginning of human life. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female, He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You know, clearly, God's plan for humanity was for 
a man and a woman to come together in a covenant relationship that would, through their physical union, generate human life. And the implication is that this would be a continuing pattern for as long as people exist on the earth. To ensure humanity would follow this plan, God placed emotions and desires within the man and woman that would ensure <laughs> that they would come together in a reproductive way. On the flip side, God did not give any instruction nor define any way to prevent the generation of new life through the means that He provided to create new life. Now, some have pointed to that fact to say that since God gave the command to multiply, and since He put within the man and woman a sexual drive that would ensure they would come together in a reproductive way, and since He did not give any instruction about preventing the generation of new life in this way, many have said, well, then that means it is God's will for every husband and wife to generate as many children as His willingness and their bodies will allow. Now, if we were to take that position, then it would stand to reason that to do anything to prevent pregnancy other than abstain from sexual intercourse would be an act of rebellion against God's command. And even that, the abstinence, could be construed as a choice to go against God's command if the motivation for abstaining were incorrect. So, we get back to the question, has God commanded every husband and wife to generate as much human life as he and their bodies will allow? In other words, is it wrong to enjoy sexual intimacy while at the same time taking steps to prevent pregnancy? Okay, well I'm going to start here with my response. The command to be fruitful and to fill the earth was given directly to Adam and Eve. And the command is very understandable because they were the only two people on the earth and it was God's desire that the world that He made be filled with a human population. Also, we find that after the flood, God gave the same exact command about being fruitful and multiplying uh, to Noah and his wife and Noah's three sons and their wives, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. Again, it was very understandable that he would give them this direct command uh, as God wanted to repopulate the earth following his judgment on humanity through the flood. In these cases, for Adam and Eve or Noah and his wife and their sons and their wives to refuse to reproduce, that then would have been a direct rebellion against God because He gave them a direct command. However, I ask, who other than Adam and Eve and Noah and his family ever received a direct command from God about reproduction? Other than Adam and Eve and Noah and his family, I'm not aware of anyone in Scripture who God commanded that they have children. And the word to catch there is commanded that they have children. So, I believe then that the command, 
that was given directly to Adam and Eve and to Noah and his family becomes then a general principle to the rest of us. A general principle of God's plan that men and women in the covenant of marriage reproduce. So, it's very normal, very godly to do that. Secondly, though, I find no teaching in Scripture that forbids a husband and wife from seeking to enjoy sexual intimacy within the marriage while at the same time planning together in consultation with God as to when and how many children they may have. Let me offer a couple of practical illustrations of this. Fred and Sally have just married, and Fred is starting his first of three years of seminary training for ministry. They have little to no money, and both must work to afford Fred's training. Question, are they rebelling against God in any way by enjoying sexual intimacy while practicing some form of contraception? If you would say, well, yes, they are then I would ask, well, what scripture would you point to that says they're violating God's design in that way? Another illustration. Bob and Greta are married. They have no children, and they are leaving for the mission field. They're going to take the gospel to an unreached people group in the jungles of South America. Where they're going, there is little to no health care. They're going to be living in very primitive dwellings. And for the first few years of their ministry, they both need to be able to put their whole effort into the work. So, is it wrong for them to practice contraception until they are well-established in ministry and also believe that God is then calling them to begin their family? That's a great question. One more illustration. What about Tim and Susan, who are cognitively impaired? Now, their disability is severe enough that they could not adequately take care of children on their own, but their disability is not severe enough to prevent them from marrying one another. Is it God's will that they have as many children as He might permit and their bodies will allow? Would they be sinning? If they took some permanent measure of birth control, like a vasectomy or a tubal ligation. You know, other than Adam and Eve, and also um, Noah and his family, I find no scripture where God commands all married couples to have as many children as they can or to just leave it up to Him. Nor do I find any scripture that forbids a couple from taking steps to prevent pregnancy if they're not yet ready to start a family. So, should Christians refrain from using methods of birth control? I say, no, there's no biblical reason to say they should refrain from that. That is a decision that a husband and a wife should make in prayerful consideration of what God has for them in their particular season of life. So I find no reason to avoid it, um, but every reason to talk about it and to pray about it and then to move forward accordingly. Now, before I close, I want to say this. I want to say that birth control is about preventing a pregnancy. It's not about ending one. 
To prevent a pregnancy is neither moral nor immoral. To end one is immoral. It is the unjustified taking of a life, and thus, from the biblical record, is murder. So, my final word to the Christian is that the decision about birth control should be made between the husband and the wife and God. If one follows that, I don't see how they can go wrong. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, which addresses every issue of life. And we find that in some places in your word, you directly command things to be done. And in other places in your word, we find that what was a direct command for one becomes a general principle for others. Lord, we know that it is in general your desire for men and women to come together, not only in marriage, but then to develop a family. But we know that not every husband and wife can, and not every man and woman marries. And so we have that as well. Lord, help us as we think about these very practical issues to think of them um, not just from a practical perspective, but from a biblical perspective. And then, Lord, may we find ourselves walking in lockstep with you so that our lives may be well-pleasing to you and that we may enjoy the blessing of your favor upon us. Lord, I pray that this response has been helpful, and uh, I thank you for the opportunity to share about it. And I offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this coming Sunday is going to take us back to Revelation. We'll be in chapter 2, verses 18 through 28, and we'll be looking at the church of Thyatira, which is the tolerant church. Also, this is going to be the first Sunday of the month of November, so we will be celebrating the bread and cup of communion as well. So, till then, God bless, and have a great week.